one A is for antipodes. Isaac Rang his eyes together and clenched his jaw. This is going to be such a wonderful night. Sixteen at last. He couldn't believe he was allowed now. As a child, sixteen, I felt like it was never going to happen. But here it was, finally. His sixteenth birthday, he was going to have the parties. The angel parties. People we've been talking about them for years. His mother joined him in the kitchen, dressed to the nines. Okay, Skippy, she said. Well, Dad and I will be back around eleven. Don't neglect the housemaid. And no drinking. Isaac rolled his eyes. He wished he was a sc- alcoholic. He was alcohol here, but unfortunately the boy's looks made him made getting any from the operation impossible. I promise he gave a quick hug and a kiss to his on the cheek. He was sixteen. Then he would have to stop such a slave perfection dream. But tonight he was too excited to be grateful to Margaret Gibbs. He looked he looked at him a moment later, trying to look at bobbing on the side of drink. Look at you, she said. Can't believe you've all grown up. Have a girlfriend you like. Well, technically, you're not quite a man yet, as you weren't born until eight o'clock. Mum, you're not going. Will you just get out of here? Okay, I'm going. Here, good night, sweetheart. She left alone in the in the night. She left him alone in the kitchen, joining Isaac's father waiting outside in the car. Once the, the house is all his, Isaacs went into the living room. Daniel and Jason were sitting on the sofa watching a crappy remake of a villa on a big screen TV. He, they looked, he looked up and grinned at Isaac as Isaac entered. You ready to party, man? Yeah, just as soon as everybody else gets here. But Daniel hit the pause button on the remote so they could hear everything himself talk. What time is everybody coming? Everybody goes, right? I read everybody from school, Isaac replied. I told him seven o'clock. Jason checked his watch. Jude, it's just five minutes before. It's like five minutes to two already. Then they should be here very soon. Visual did arrive over the next twenty minutes. Three lads Isaac Burley knew and Barbara Moodley from his maths class. He was about three stone heavier than most of the girls in their year. Isaac went to the kitchen to pour lemonade for his party's poetry collection of guests. He had a tingly feeling around his eyes at charity of Isaac's ear. Peter wouldn't climb in front of his friends. Whether they trembled at the party, they may not even be his friends for much longer. He was such a loser. Why had he thought that nobody from anyone from school would ever come? He visited in the hallway and the classroom. So why would he convinced himself things would be different on his 16th birthday. Hey man, a general coming in the kitchen. You okay? I thought more people would come. Daniel shrugged. I didn't. We ain't popular, Jude. Sucks. But that's just how it is. Don't mean, don't mean we have, can't have fun and like. There's enough of us here. Isaac rolled his eyes. Yeah, we can play hide and settle. The bar of meddling. Hey man, he's the only one girl who came. She come. Be nice to her. You're right. She's okay, Isaac looked down at the glasses for lemonade. Did he wish these were vodkas? Daniel nodded. Yes, but would certainly like to open things up. Help me to take the inquiry. He said, carry the glass of lemonade to their friends in the living room. 
He slunk around the sofas, looking bored. He sat them down on the coffee table. We are talking about whether or not to play video games, Stacy said, grabbing one of the glasses of lemonade. Isaac shook his head adamantly. We're not sitting around playing video games. We're going to have a laugh. Yeah, this party's a hoot, Tommy noted. Isaac sighed. You can't even entertain a bunch of losers in school. This is a disaster. Suddenly, Isaac, Jason lurched forward and spluttered. Who the others? What is this? Isaac frowned. What do you mean? Barbara leaned forward, took a sip from one of the glasses. She clapped her lips and she swallowed. Then looked at Isaac with a wide grin on her chubby face. You've got vodka, sweet. Jason took another sip, but this time he didn't splutter. He drowned half a glass and spoke with a croaky little voice. That's some strong shit, man. Where do you get that vodka? Isaac noticed Daniel grinning at him. Good joke, Zach. Saying you wish you had vodka and you had it all along. Nice. Uh, Isaac wondered if his father had done something and switched the contents of lemonade in a secret to his mother. Wouldn't know. His whiskey moved as she was sure what he found. No, when she came home, the bunch of rowdy drunk teenagers. He headed into the kitchen and grabbed a bottle of lemonade from the fridge. He removed the cap, giving a wink to the contents. Sure enough, the toxic scent of alcohol wafted into his nostrils. He grinned. Thanks, Dad. Back in the living room, everyone was now looked far more enthusiastic about having a good time. Barbara beamed at Isaac, holding a half glass finished glass of vodka in her hand, tied it with a trophy. I just texted my sister. She didn't want to come just before, but she didn't wait go now this alcohol. Might do now this alcohol. Who's your sister, Becky? Peter here, bubbling. Jason always thought he drank. Freddie Moody, is your sister? Barbara rolled her eyes. Yes, yes, I know. You don't look like sisters. I born with all the looks and a killer body. But that's not but she's not bad, I suppose. Not bad, she's smoking. Isaac was beginning to like Barbara. She's a joy sense of humour. Thanks, Barbara, he said. The more the merrier. She smiled at him as a maid the crew them maintained eye contact. It made Isaac shiver. He hadn't had much interaction with the girl before. Didn't quite know what to do. He picked up one of the glasses on the table and took a deep swig. Jason followed him, but he instantly made him feel better. More relaxed, aside from the old glass of wine, which hadn't allowed him at dinner, this was the first time he'd truly partaken of alcohol, surprised him a little, but nowhere near as much as it excited him. He was a man today, come of age, and this was his first adult moment. Come and have a drink with his friends. So what should we do? Jason asked. I'm getting a buzz from... I want to have some fun. What do you suggest, Daniel said. How about we make some prank phone calls? Isaac chuckled. It sounds fun. Wouldn't you be able to trace the number? No, not my phone, Jason said. I have my caller ID locked. I do it all the time. Look, I, I spotted. Pull out your mobile phone and tap that number. It's a ch- local Chinese takeaway. Like you. Listen up. Oh, hi. There, yeah, I would like to place an order. Please. Great. I like the chicken barbecue. Cool, Nani. A free onion barbecue. What? What do you mean you don't have those? This is a takeaway, isn't it? Oh, I see. You don't deliver your food. Okay. I like Chinese tomato pizza with soaked chicken in. Then I... He looked up at his mobile phone, grinning wildly. The hang-up menu. Everyone split their sides, laughing. Barbara got up next. He called his legal helpline, asking for advice concerning her brother leaving skid marks in his underpants. Underwear. Doesn't even have a brother. 
the next night it was phoning. Well, one day soon hanging on the phone. He had no idea who he'd be called. No king to him. He looked up the number of the local church and dialed the number. Yes, hello. He said, pointing at his answering, receiving an answer from Father Keats. Put the phone on speakerphone so that everyone could hear. Could you answer me a few questions, please? Of course. Please take it right away. Why does God let children die? Lean to her side and Isaac thought he'd go to bring him up. He couldn't go back now. Back out now. Oh, sorry? Why does God let children die? He wanted to believe in God. How do I explain to myself? Don't say what the Lord moves in mysterious ways. I, the children, have the men think that things happen in this world. Oh, God can do. Please give us the strength and willpower to find out our path of cards. Life is what we make of it. Children die because we're not yet what we are become. Oh, God, don't answer that question. Well, kids, children, little babies, why? Who is this? Isaac closed his throat shut. He was in his, looking for answers. Isn't it the duty to try to show me the way you got this? Is it? But I can only help those who truly seek help. General leaned towards Isaac and whispered, Please, what are you going with? Isaac shrugged. For some reason, he's getting angry. That's frustrating, but I suppose he understood it for a time. But by the way, he never gave his strength and evil answer. There is no God, Isaac, he muttered, before he could stop himself. You will remember remnant of an ancient racket intended to take wealth and power from God. But your ways are failing. Children die because the world is dark. Mary face. You offer false hope in exchange for certainty. You're wicked. There's still there was silence in the line for quite a while. Then came the meeting of line. Part of their speaking line fell dead. The living room was silent. Everyone looked at Isaac like he was had something horrible on, their fa- on his face. I don't think you get the point of him, Tony, brother. Oh, Nathan said, Isaac stood up. It was sudden and unexpected. Father hopped, hopped and immediately started stroking his back. He managed to smooth him to a point where he felt terribly vulnerable. Vulnerable to the end of what it was that made him sick. Major Bocker didn't agree with you, Daniel said. Isaac looked at everyone and shrugged. I'm fine. I just felt a bit funny all of a sudden. I think I was nervous about making the call. Not bringing my thing, one would be out. No good at it. No shit, Jason said. That poor Vicar's probably calling in for therapy. As he speak, snuck in Isaac's back. Daniel asked him, Are you okay, man? You're acting a little strange. Isaac picked up his book and down the contents. I'm good. Let's have some more fun. They started to play a drinking game. Each man able to throw three dice. Rolling the score above 12 for his entry in the shots of vodka. A client combined his lower score level. Then six required a forfeit. Isaac went first. He rattled the three dice in his hand and let them fly into the coffee table. Six, six, six. Jason whistled. Phew, that's lucky. You made. You have to make the shot. Take, take the shot now. Isaac grinned and did his duty. Knocking back a shot of vodka immediately refilling the glass ready next run. Father threw one. Two, two runs and a five. Jason threw five, three, two. Daniel got six, five, five and did a shot. Mark, Dave and Spencer from school all took their turns but only Mark took a shot. No one got a full foot in round one. Isaac picked up the three dice and threw them again. Six, six, six. Oh my god, Father said. That's insane. What are the odds? I'm a birthday boy, Isaac said. Knocking Back another at shot of vodka. The luck is all mine tonight. Father threw one and twos. Everyone hooted. 
You have to do a forfeit, though, she said. Why is it? You're the man tonight. You too, father, won't break away. Knowing that something bad was coming, you're not going to make me go down on someone, are you? I look back at the front. Thank you, Rachel. Right now, I'd like you to sing Happy Birthday to Star Wars Picture Nature. Everyone bellowed with amusement. Gracie slapped his thigh. Oh, good. Let me get my phone. I'll meet you quarters. Barbara was shaking in her head, but she was but was smiling. She took the phone away and she composed herself. She went, Happy birthday to you. Ah, oh, mum, mum. Happy birthday to you. Oh, hey, mum, mum, mum. Happy birthday to you, Isaac. Happy birthday to you. Poppy, oh, mum, mum, mum. She leapt forward and started tickling Isaac, pretending to be eating nibble. Isaac howled with laughter and pushed away. That was so epic. Yeah, Gracie said. That was spot on. Next one. Daniel said they they went another round. This time, no one got a forfeit, but Mark, David and Jason all had to take shots. Then it was Isaac's turn again. He picked the dice up quickly, still guzzling from Larry's grapes, and throwing everyone around the table. He flung into the shoes once more, a little harder than before, making them bounce off the table into the air. It took a few moments to settle, but as they did, everyone's eyes went wide. Six, six, six. That's second impossible, Gracie said. You must be cheating. Daniel Isaac snatched the dice and threw them again. Six, six, six. What the hell? He said. What am I, what am I doing? How, how am I doing it? What are the odds? Like one in gazillion? You must be blessed, Barbara said, winking at him. Isaac didn't like, like the sound of that. He pulled her face back at her. The laugh died as someone, as everyone became lost in thought. Bobby trying to make sense of how Isaac kept throwing sixes. He had no idea himself. The doorbell rang. That's my sister, Barbara said. Isaac leapt up from the floor. I'll go and get left room. She hurried him in the hallway and opened the front door. She was surprised to find Barbara's smoking hot sister. She was alone. She brought a posse with her, consisting of eleven five girls and two lads. They were all a year or two older than she was. They brought more booze and looked better to party. You, Isaac, Barbara's sister, Barbara? I am. Come on in. Becky took the invitation and stepped inside, followed by her friends. Please don't mind, I brought a few guests. Isaac eyed the other girls, took in the sight of their long, smooth legs going up beneath her skirt. He licked his lips and smiled. You're all very welcome. The two lads at the back nodded at Isaac as they swept past. They seemed both they both seemed friendly enough, if they were to call them in. The normal crowd. One of the guys had a tattoo running up the side of his neck and stabbing his eyebrow. Isaac followed his new guests through into the living room. Daniel and Jason looked up when they saw all the girls. Barbara and Ellen looked less than pleased. Heck, why did you give me bring a big game with you? I told you it was a private party. One of the girls in Becky's group, a girl with a great big afro, looked around and winked with a nose. Looks like this party needs help. Not your kind of help, Barbara grunted. Everyone is here to have fun, Isaac said. Let's all get along, okay? Our new friends have brought more alcohol. Then that makes them okay, my book, Jason said, getting up and shaking hands with two guys. He even went looked at the girls. One of them, a skinny blonde, frowned at him as he checked her dress curves. Hey, sweetheart, you got a memory that's not going to be so it's going to look. So, we're going to get this party started with a lot, Becky said. Oh, has my sister already blown everyone in? Barbara chuckled defiantly. I was only halfway through when you came in, 
Don't interrupt me. Just take over. Father Weed. Look at Isaac. And Lick it Lick. Don't be later. I will. Isaac felt his throat go dry. He grabbed a glass of vodka and swigged, feeling instantly refreshed. It was strange. He was sure he had lost the drink, but he felt just fine. His friends were growing progressively louder and happier over the last hour. He was feeling exactly the same as they as they had first started. Maybe it was a tolerance as such. His parents did let him have a shady glass of wine afterwards. Well, I do, said David with a complaint. And then the boy said, on the neck tattoo. All right, the policeman said. Let's hear it, the boy. Pulls the gun from the inside his jacket. Who's that for target, I said. It turned out the bad noise man was Shane, and the gun was only pellet shooter with a bright orange muzzle. Winning and losing, that is anything immoral. They took the party outside to the garden. This is true that the game of rules in the arena. Isaac was lucky enough to the large garden, with decent stripper lawn. They set up a line of assorted peppers from the bridge, along the top of the brick wall. At the far end of the garden, Isaac's father had built a containment for vegetable rats. Their head was good twenty feet between them, shells on their target. Shane showed them how to use the gun. They quickly turned, firing off the clip with tie pellets in quick succession. He hit the pepper, red pepper in the rhythm with every round, causing it to rip apart with loose juices. It stayed in place along the wall line. The others took their turns shooting bouts of bringing spears. Vocal and results were varied. Jason wasn't so bad. He didn't have a target with three out of five. Daniel, but Daniel and Barbara failed to hit the target at all. They still found it fun. Both of them were laughing their heads off the whole time. The party was going well. Isaac hoped the friends he had made tonight would continue to do so. He did get dull sometimes, spending all day with only Daniel and Jason. He looked around the back and sent something thinking about how much he'd like to be her friend. She was beautiful, the same dark features of her younger sister, but somehow they fitted better than her. Barbara's features looked softer around, while Betty was sh- sharp and delicate. Betty spotted him staring and came over. She offered him a beer. Claire, Isaac took a swig and handed him out. He wondered if there were any else lava being on the bottle. So you want to see want so you went to the same school as me and Betty? Yeah, I was a year above just the last year. Doing hair and beauty at his college now. Seems like you would would be something you were good at. Why would you say that? Because you're beautiful. Betty studied him for a moment, looking staring long enough to that Isaac started to feel his feet there. You're a charm, aren't you? No wonder my sister likes you. Isaac blinked. What? Oh, don't you know? Yeah, she's been talking about you quietly all week. She really likes you. Shane took other wise I might have been interested myself. There are rules that they, you know. Isaac blinked. He felt like screaming. What's Betty saying she fancied him? Well, but holding her back, holding back because her sister wasn't like him first, her flat and threatened sister. Damn it, life isn't fair. Isaac, your turn, Jason shouted. Isaac might have stepped his friend and snatched him a pistol successfully from him. He raised up and pointed at the devil. Reloaded, yeah, good. Isaac fired off a five bullets rapidly, one after the other. They only touched the yellow pepper on the desk, buckled and rolled as each round hit the target. Whoa, that's some hardcore shooting. Shane said, you used to be used one of those before? Isaac handed him a pistol. No, just a little bit. You've been winning everything tonight, Barbara said. I, 
Isaac grinned at him, but it was false. It felt like he was showing too much teeth. He was eating. He couldn't have Becky. It was his birthday. He was ruining she was ruining everything. You're going to try and hit something this time? He asked her. Barbara blushed. I just like Becky anything any hit anything. Try. She shrugged. Okay, you show me how to do it. Isaac nodded. Saying loaded the truth for a different candidate than Isaac. He took it and moved Barbara to the firing position. Just hold it up in front of you. Keep your arms straight but not locked. Line up your arm and shoot down the sight. Says on the sight. I hope you should be hope you shoot your eye out, Isaac thought meanly, angrily, that she ruined his chances with Becky. He regretted that thought almost immediately. Becky Barbara was a nice girl, regardless of whether he fancied or not. He liked him and that was a nice thing. Not something you should blame on her for. There might be a chance with his sister. He left Barbara down gently. Maybe it could beckon him a blessing. Isaac glanced over at Becky. He, he was looking back at him, a place of snug in her face. It made him feel like a child again, completely in a mercy woman. Only a year, a year older, in, year older in age, but vastly more mature in attitude. Barbara fired off her first round. Hey, she squealed. Hey, Isaac. I hit the pepper. Yeah. Isaac turned around to see. Well done, he said. See if you can hit it again. Barbara stood and lined up the shot in the way he 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 showed her. She chewed a lip and concentrated on her own. Slowly, the fingers squeezed the trigger. Pang! A split second after Barbara squeezed the trigger, she dropped the gun and began to scream. She bent forward, clutching her face. Oh my God! Oh my God! My eye! My eye! My eye! Isaac stood frozen while everyone rushed to help her. Barbara. Becky pushed away to the front and knelt down to the sister's face. Jesus, she said. We need to call an ambulance. Your eyes is full of blood. Barbara began to wail, a frightening mewing, and made a sound like a trapped kitten. Isaac swallowed a lump in his throat. He had hoped for her to shoot her eye out. And that was just what had happened. Was he to blame? Of course not. But he was guilty. But the guilt he felt was overwhelming and insane. He felt so angry for so, so little reason. Now he was deeply saddened that Barbara had been hurt. I'll call him now, Jason said, holding the phone to his ear. Becky took his sister through the back door into the kitchen, where she ran the cold tap and shoved, shoved her sister's head over, under, over the sink. What's wrong with them, he said, coming up to go over Isaac, looking pale under the load of security light. Isaac added, nodded, I know, but just hope she's okay. They went to the kitchen together to check out Barbara. Jason was Googling the emergency services. Try your eyes your eye, Becky urged his sister. I need to wash away the blood and take a look. I can't, Barbara said. It hurts, it hurts. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. It's okay. Are you sure? Becky looked, still concerned. Barbara was still bent over the sink. But when it had calmed down, she received her sister's breath. But she remained to die. I can open my eye, I can see. She stood up. There was blood on her cheek. But both her eyes were open. The left was extremely watery and red, but it seemed more or less okay. Hold on, Jason spoke into the phone. I think she's okay, she's fine, sorry. Must have just, just bit your eyelid, Becky said, giving her sister a big hug. Jason was looking down at the pistol in his hand and shaking his head. I don't know what happened, stupid thing, I threw it away. Sorry, lad. Barbara smiled at him. It's okay, I'm okay, bad. Huh, I like it, though. Isaac raised an eyebrow. It, it appeared that Barbara had moved in 
on to a new love interest. She hoped the two women could get together so it could be with Betty. Barbara deserves someone, just not him. You get, I'll get you a drink, Jane said. Of course I can do. Barbara looked sideways at Jane and blushed. Thanks, Jane. Betty seemed amazed at the chemistry between her sister and Jane, and then gave over a quick laugh. Jane figured she needs to work out what that meant, what it meant. Everyone had been grouped in the living room. When they were now bedding out into snacks and smoking up all the but a new picture frame, Isaac thought it sucked, but everyone was really interested in getting drunk and shopping anyway. Barbara and Shane shared the same explorer's sofa, but everyone else was spread out in a third for tea, a pile of cushions on the floor. It was just after nine o'clock when Isaac's parents, looming in return, seemed to draw him closer and closer. He didn't want the night to end. Everyone was so chilled. That really made Isaac want the night to go. Last night was how he and Betty kept exchanging secretive glances. Eventually, then, Betty and Isaac in the kitchen to get another drink. Isaac followed her. She smiled as she noticed him coming. Up, coming. He also looked a bit awkward. Hi, Isaac, she said. There has been a really cool party. Once you... Once you got here, she said, I'm probably going to get have a, a shoot-off in a bit. I've got plans early tomorrow, Isaac frowned. If it's only nine, everyone's staying until eleven. Not me, I've got to shoot. I saw Shane and the girls have been staged. They seem to be having a good time. Yeah, I think your sister and friend are hooking up. I know, really, huh? Shane's known my sister for years, and they've never shown any interest. She must have crossed, she must have, she must have crossed a spell on him or something. Look after her for me. Shane can be a bit of a bad boy. I don't care about your sister. I care about you. Betty pulled a drink from the fridge. Isaac was dismayed, seeing it was a can of Coke. He made a little chuckle. You care about me, Isaac? Don't admit at me tonight. I thought you liked me, he said, straight firmly. You've been staring at me. I wasn't staring at you, any, anyway. Her sister isn't interested in me anyway. So what's the problem? You're younger than me. Why well, one year? She smiled at him, came over and rubbed his arm. Look, Isaac, I just spoke to you in the garden. I didn't want anything to happen to you. Tell you the truth, I was hoping something would happen to Shane. That's who I was staring at. You know how that went. I feel pretty shocked about it, to be honest. This is why I want to head home, take a nice hot bath. Don't forget, I just lost a man to my oldest sister. Your fat, ugly sister, Isaac, said bitterly. Betty's reflection darkened. Hey, that's not okay. You're my sister, so what's the matter? Maybe you should rock yours. Maybe you should stop using it for mess going around. Betty slammed the coat down the counter. That's it. I'm out of here. Isaac shook his head. Pick it back, back up. You're staying. Betty picked up the can of coat. It all looked as if she's wondering why she don't stay. I swear you're not. You say one more thing about my sister. I'll go in. Isaac nodded. Go back into the living room. Betty did as he was told. Isaac walked over to the sink and splashed some cold water on his face. Something weird was happening. He saw a lump of anger. Things were following Part of me him wanted to bend Betty over the counter to take what he wanted, while the other wanted to beat her black and blue for playing with him. He hit deeply a few times, trying to get in touch with his other self. He wasn't an angry person. Neither was he violent, perhaps. But perhaps it's time to stop drinking. Maybe is that it, what, this is what being drunk is like. People often felt, talk, 
which other women don't. Those don't. It's mum and dad. Would only argue I'll play fantasy. Is this what alcohol is like? You wonder why everyone bothers with it. You okay, Jim? It's Jason. He went over to the fridge and grabbed one of Jerry's beers. No one such a role. He went jumping on it like a starving man. Jerry's mates are hot. And they're getting more well drunk. Isaac laughed mercifully. It's Becky I want. So, go for it. I did. Um, she's not as nice as she seems. Jason swallowed a bit, wiped his goggles, and shrugged his shoulders. Fuck her, man. She can do better. Don't be an idiot. Me, me, and Danny never called a girl in our lives. So how can I do better? Hey, man, I just do nice. Danny and me are real buddies, not Becky like her once. What's wrong with you, Connor? You're, be- you're acting like a real white arsehole. Isaac felt the back of his neck tighten. He took a step towards his friend. What did you call me? See, that's what I'm talking about. What are you doing? Getting in my face like a jab. Me and Danny were are here because we, we're, we're your bros, man. And you are, you're in my face getting leery. Isaac stepped back and then turned away. Jason was right, but still. Why, did, why couldn't you and Danny go fuck each other? Well, Jude, it's your birthday. But you, but you got some sort of shit. But you've got to sort your shit out. Jason left Isaac alone in the kitchen. They grabbed the edges in the counter and grabbed his teeth. A distinct crunch jolted him. Jolted him. Isaac flinched away from the counter. He felt something crack beneath his fingers. His blood broke off as he saw his handprint was crushed in the surface of the granite. He just crushed the stone with his bare hands. What the hell? Isaac felt the kitchen like it was on fire. Are you sure that he's running from exactly? Are you panicking? He returned to the living room where he found everyone still in front of the TV except for Jason Daniel. Isaac sighed. They'll probably desert me after all. I sit in the kitchen. I'll be lonely. Becky sat sipping her coke, looking, looking close to tears. She's fine. She managed to make her stay simply bold in her degree. Maybe he still had a chance with her. Maybe she looked for forlorn. Maybe he should be forceful. Barbara and Shane started making out on the sofa, much to the discomfort of everyone else. Everyone got a drink, Isaac asked, as he prepared to sit down. Everyone nodded. The girls all looked plastered with the lads not far behind. Isaac took a seat next to Becky. He decided to disregard her early vomit to place his hand on her thigh. She breathed. But she gave her a stern look that made her sit down. She couldn't, but she remained wary. It was strange Isaac had begun to feel people did whatever he wanted just as long as he willed it. Becky had said she wasn't interested, but he had decided in his mind that he'd change her mind. She would, she would want to be with him by the end of the night. She demanded it. She threw out the naked thigh beneath his hands like scent of electricity dancing up his fingertips. Her shoes covered his knees. He ran his hand from her her knees upwards to where her leg widened. She was stiff as a board, but didn't stop him. The others raised the room, watched him out of the corner of their eyes. Isaac felt like a god. He watched Barb and Jason say making out. Slowly moved a little knees for him to resist the action. Moved his hand further up, Becky's thighs sliding it beneath the hem of the skirt, finding flesh that was hotter. Becky remained frozen, but still making no attempt to stop him. He's almost there. About to get what he wanted, but there was a noise coming from upstairs, banging like someone jumping on the bed. 
Garvin stopped snogging his face as he gaped sage and looked up at the ceiling. Sounds like something's getting something's bumping uglies up there. Stacy jumped out of the sofa, fuming for interruption interruption. He marched up the stairs, his footprints stamping as they whisked up. He reached his hand and pinpointed where the noise was coming from. The parents' bedroom. He barged inside. He shocked to find his two best friends, Jason and Daniel, lying beneath his parents' duvet together. Their clothes were piled up in the corner of the room. Underwear included. Isaac's sudden entrance had surprised them, and they pulled the duvet up to next to the carriage. What the hell are you doing, Isaac? demanded. My parents' bed. Are you two fucking? Neither of them said nothing. Anything. How long have you been going on? Just having the night, Daniel said, his voice trembling. I don't know what happened. We found ourselves in bed together. Oh, I, oh my, oh God. Isaac blinked. Don't speak to me, God. In fact, feeling so angry. Get out of my parents' bed. Get out of my sight and disappear forever. Jason, Daniel and Jason nodded and settled out of the bed hurriedly. Isaac threw the dervo aside and hopped out into onto the carpet, their bits dangling and wet. Then, then they disappeared. Before Isaac's very eyes, his old buddies, Jason and Daniel, simply stopped being there. They leaned out of existence like a couple of balloons, puffing. Somehow, Isaac knew it was just because he ruined it. What do you want? Becky said from behind him. He just disappeared, she stared at him. As though he was a monster, a fear aroused him. I ruined him, gone, he said, moaning with scream. That's what happened to those who disrespect me. Are you going to disrespect me? Becky shook her head fitfully. No, I promise. What are, we going to, what are you doing up here anyway? I wanted to ask you to let me go hiding. I don't want to go, but I can't. It doesn't work the night. Something has happened to me tonight, my man. Something wonderful. You must obey. You must obey me. Becky looked at him like he was mad. Kiss me, she demanded. And she did. When Isaac returned to live delivery, Becky was following him eagerly. Eagerly, he was passing the bar. He'd taken off. Um, earlier. Everyone else was still drinking watching TV. None of them were aware of Isaac's power. They were about to find out. Garvin changed his clogged up together. Isaac said if, if he was suddenly suddenly loved he seriously exercise him. Take off your clothes, Garvin. He said. Garvin glanced over him and found Sorry, what? Isaac glanced at her. Take off your clothes. Hey Shane he said, What are you playing at? He stood up and crossed his room, marching towards Isaac with fist clenched. Stop. Isaac commanded. Shane stopped. Isaac grinned. No, I don't mean stop walking. I mean stop everything. Stop breathing. I, uh, Shane looked confused. Then his eyes widened. He squashed, rooted his head, but it appeared like he was making an effort to move. Isaac watched his boy. This lad thought he was so tough, his neck kept being piercing. Both Barbara, Jack and Bobby wanted him, didn't they? Well, they would be nothing left in a minute. Shane's cheeks began to redden. His wide eyes flickered. A panic raging towards the outer carrier. Please, Becky said, as it left, uh, left here. Leave me alone. Stop this, Bobby. Shouted. Isaac was amused, considering that she had stripped down and naked while he'd been dealing with the chain. She was pulling rolls on her, her hips were curvy, and her tits were huge. Not a bad at all. Isaac waved at Barbara. Control your burning loins, girl. Suddenly, the fact of the hair between Barbara's legs ignited. And she was on fire. She screamed and clapped her arms as the skin crackled and burned. The others in the room let, got up as one, even the drunken stupors. They knew they were in the presence of a beast. The realism seemed to sober them up. 
all in an instant. Isaac was a beast. He was from standing coil. All his life he felt impotent and visible. But something had awakened in him tonight. Something had whispered his ear and told him he was greatest of all men. All his guilt, all his fear, all his doubts had gone. All that was left was a desire to see men suffer at his feet. All would be suited at once, Isaac bellowed. They did as he bade. See his teeth cheeks had gone a deep purple and he began to tremble like a firework about to go off. Betty moved towards him. Isaac waved a hand and knocked her to the ground like a shell. Then there she remained as he willed. As it was his will. Between seats went so dark that he was almost black. His eyes rolled back to his, into his skull. His knees cracked. He crumbled on the floor. Went still. He was dead. Isaac knew. He could sense every heartbeat in the room. But there was nothing from shame any longer. Barbara slumped on the floor too, blackened and burned. The flames had become empty. A hellfire, Isaac commanded. He chose his opportunity to test his new powers on a great expanded shell. He lighted everyone in the room, one after another, with his old friends and new. He got placing a match to the line of candles, adding light to the room. They all screamed in lamentable agony as the flames took hold of them. Isaac drank in the pain like a fresh air. The only person left alive was Betty. She cowered at Isaac's feet, staring at him with wide and comprehending, uncomprehending eyes. For a lamb due to be, due to be slaughtered, what would I do? Should I do with you? He said, "You held so much promise earlier this evening. You made me think we had a connection, but we wasn't. It was just lies, wasn't it?" Betty shook her head. "I like you." Isaac smiled. Why do I not believe you? You speak with a rolling tongue and snout of horror. You know what happened to Harold. Betty didn't answer. She was terrified. I tell you, Isaac said. His paws got stuck. With that, he waved his hands, and Betty was quickly free, her body tearing from his groin and skull. The two halves of her fell apart from each other, drawing buckets of blood into the carpet. Pies over, he said. The front door opened, followed by a door leading to the hall. He remember peering into his clothes. He saw the obstruction. In the living room, burned, suffocating, and torn corpses lay at Isaac's feet where he raised his chin proudly, like a king surveying the aftermath of his triumph. Betty. His mother stared at him, her mouth hanging open. Isaac smiled. He, he still loved his mother. I have a question for you, he said. What? What? she said, vanishing ultimately. Isaac looked around at the candlelight once more, one more last time, then raised an eyebrow at his mother. Was I adopted? Yes, she said. Isaac chuckled. Thought so.